last time on Lawful Stupid. So we pick back up as you guys are um, departing from New Haven Hold, and you guys are in this uh, caravan. It's about a three-day journey. Darling would trot alongside the caravan in like her fox form, just kind of like nose her way into things like along the path. You both hear and then see um, the scattering of these reptilian-looking flying creatures. There's probably something dangerous ahead. And it's not long after that that you guys hear an explosion. You see what can only be described as an airship. And the airship has crashed into the ground, and you can hear shouting and fighting as these monsters, these big winged monsters, are attacking this airship, and the people aboard are trying to fend off. Well, anybody who's not a coward, let's go! May you stay here. Don't, don't even fucking leave this cart. And this alpha looks dead at you, Gus. And you hear a low, guttural roar. this gargoyle-esque monster as it is going to attempt to crash Gustum's party. Oh, father. I guess my best lane to put. I'm not good at that one. It's pretty good. So, uh, yeah, he's essentially going to his his, his goal is going to be to land where you are and in his mind disrupt this soup right because it's a magic spell he can't just like kick it over and stop it but monster don't know that and then attack you and potentially anybody else like to cause sheer havoc and mayhem uh so that's going to be a body um and I will say it's like uh medium impact at very least it's gonna fuck you up if he's successful well i'm gonna go ahead and say Dwayne, uh as as your dm in this moment if you want to go ahead and fuck up gustin you can do that with a moderate impact but if you want to cause this mayhem and try to be running around and doing terror that's gonna be kind of a low impact spread i'm just talking shit right now <laughs> you're the boss i'll oh, do it oh wait mm-hmm. 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 please tell me more I'm just talking shit. You do whatever you want, please. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna say medium impact uh, because it's gonna it, at the very very minimum, it's gonna disrupt you and yeah. potentially put down some of these people that are trying to get up. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna roll. And uh, I rolled a five plus two for a seven. I don't remember why you're rolling, so why don't you refresh me? Because you're attacking me. Well, I, I, this is, you know what? You and I play narrative combat a little bit differently. I do everything as like saving throws, uh, that when against against people. So like the monster goes to attack you, 
here's it's it's attacking you with body roll body um but that's not really written out so but what what is i'm I'm open to it what is the the goal so like if you get higher than his body you take no damage or you take reduced damage like what does that look like the success is weakened towards you so the way that would look is hey this monster is attacking you. It's attacking. It's like it's it's coming at you with its claws. It's going to be a body. So go ahead and try to defend yourself. Roll body. If you rolled uh, in the in the fail category, you're going to take what I think is the maximum amount of damage it's going to do. If you roll mixed success, I'm going to take the that I'm going to take that down a notch. And if you roll success, you're going to take the least amount of damage. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That way, I, that I way, just... you as the DM can't just whip. Yeah, you're always doing damage. Well, and it's like it gives you control over your character. In, in narrative combat, does want the players kind of rolling the dice as much as possible, while you, the DM, get to kind of do this whole fun, elaborate yep thing. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, so you roll a seven, which means you can take minimal damage, um, if any. Uh, he rolled a uh, six, so he succeeds, but at a cost. Um, so this 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 monstrous scale-covered, winged, gargoyle-esque beast leaps and does this a couple big beats of its wings. Um, and it comes crashing down next to you, Gustum. And if, if your magic uh, soup pot needed to stand, um, which it doesn't, needed to stand, uh, the ground where he lands, like the deck shatters essentially, and like the boards and stuff are, are difficult to traverse. But for him, he doesn't give a shit. Uh, and so he's going to. Um, I'm going to let you make a choice, Gustum. You can take. Uh, you can take minimal damage. Or and maintain your healing spell without issue or you can have um try taking minimal damage nah I, I rephrase uh you're gonna take minimal damage I was gonna try and give you a choice there but there's not a lot since you, you had a, such a good body check oh I figured it out you can take minimal damage with your success or you can take more damage but protect the crew around you. I'll take more damage. I'll bump back to a monitor. Mm. I like this choices thing you're doing. I'm <laughs> trying to give you guys more choices versus just like, oh, that's what I want to do. Uh, give you some, essentially, ideas. But in this case, Gustum is just going to take some alleys. I didn't roll that well. Uh, you're going to take... I'm going to say it's bludgeoning damage because he's not necessarily trying to claw you. He's just wailing with his wings and everything, almost like in a flurry to try and attack these people, but you end up taking the beating. So you take nine bludgeoning damage. It's not that much. Rolled yeah. pretty low. All right. So um, the overall impact of that, because he has a success, the morale of the crew... Um, that was fighting that big guy kind of wanes a little bit as he leaves. Now, they're still fighting what's left up there, um, and hopefully Paul Bear or whatever will be able to uh, instill some more of that. Um, but that. So now we've got this big 
monstrous alpha type deal next to you, Gustum, on the lower deck. Then there's two up on the upper deck that's kind of slanted um, that are tied together. And then the remaining four are still fighting the crew up on the top level. Just to reset the scene as it's been a week. Um, are, are the wrestlers with the crew on the top level fighting? The Just wrestlers... To get a picture where yeah, they would have went back up to fight after they brought you the bodies. They're not going to stand down there while you're healing people. Cool. And we've completely forgot about the cross broom. And so we should uh, no, I haven't. You have, but they are. Uh, in when, I, when I said we, I meant us. I meant the. the I'm just saying I they're in the, position the, at the bottom of the of uh, the ship at this point, so they can move up or whatever or start firing. But they are in position. Hundred yep. percent. Cool, cool, cool. And Avon's still using her uh, Aegisaur as a, a form of keeping them all, except for the big guy who kind of flew over it, the littler guys are still staying on that top end of the deck. They don't want to be within range uh, of the Aegisaur. So that brings back around who wants to act. Um, where in conjunction, if I'm, if I'm climbing up, because originally I was climbing up to get to this this guy, Mm-hmm. Um, assume I've climbed to the top. Am I able to look down at him and be within like a jumping to him distance? Or is he, did he like float a distance down that's too he, far away he, from my He character? leaped up with a couple big wing flaps and he's on the bottom of the, uh, the airship now. That said, you can turn around and you have clear sight of him. Uh, there's a couple like objects in the way. To the same level. Your... No. What? We're on the same level. You no, know, he's on the bottom, the flat side. You are up on the top of where the engine is up in the air on so fire I'm above still. Him. Yeah. You're above him, absolutely. Good. So you could leap. I will tell you it's a distance. Not that you could not make it, but it, I mean. Here's what I want to happen. They have a just, bad I, cost. It I, could be bad. Well, because I'm going to say true to what I said before we get started. So first, I want to use the... If I use the arch or the people with the bows or whatever, crossbows, is that using my turn or is that me just directing them? No, you can just... They can just be involved in what you're doing. It doesn't I'll, have so to consume I'll shout your wave because I'm, I'm up high and hopefully it mm-hmm. would have their attention and say, Archers, kill the big one. Okay. So hopefully aiming them and I will like, point... And then as I'm as I'm and then I will take off running. And as I do that, I look at my paw. I'm going to jump to him. Right. But I see some blood from where I got scratched earlier. And as I jump, I sort of like faint <laughs> as I'm jumping out toward this character. <laughs> OK, uh, uh, I will say. Heart. Because you're coercing, uh, not coercing, commanding the archers to shoot, the guards to shoot, and heart because you're essentially grappling with your own fear mid jump. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think body really applies in this context because you can jump pretty far. But so, yeah, heart right. it is. And I'm going to say. I'm going to say medium impact. I think this can be pretty effective, depending on your success. Here we go. It's 
two. It's a one. Well, I add one to it, right? Yeah, yeah but, but it's still but, a but crit one. Ones and sixes are oh, still okay. critical success and failures. So um, they make I, big I, I would say like use a thing, but I think because he's like un, like temporarily unconscious, I don't get to use one. Is what I would say. Uh, the, the the goal here is to tell a good story. Well, then he's he's out. He's he's jumped. Yep. He's he is unconscious. So okay, take Got it over, it. Right. So I, I, let's let's tell the story. So here's what happens. Paul Barrow. Fire! He yells, you know, barks that out, and then just a couple big steps, right? And then a leap. And he sees his claws and just uh, passes out. And so these these crossbowmen, Gus, you feel like whizzing across you as they're shooting, and they hit the gargoyle, the big gargoyle, and he kind of like pulls together as, as the first one hits. He pulls his wings together to shield him. And they still hit his wings, but you could tell, like, that's a beefier part of him. And while he's distracted by that, Paul Barrow comes crashing in full body. And, and man, Paul Barrow, you were so close to making yourself like this catapult rock against him. But you just sail under him. So you end up crashing before him. Uh, and not only are you going to take some damage, there were a couple crew members who were just brought off of death's door that are now dead. Oh, gosh. What if I, if so to avoid killing two, or if we're doing like trade-offs, my trade-off is I'll burn my flashback to describe to the people at home like what's up with this whole why did he just jump and do that um, if it will I can still take damage and everything but avoid killing anyone I'll allow it alright <clears throat> so and also this may be for the, for the sake of uh, you know avoiding having to do a whole one off episode this will this will help too Daddy Derringer found uh, young Paul Barrow when he was just a little cub um, but he was he was he was pretty self sufficient. Um, but at some point, he found him, you know, in a blood stained like home. Like the floor had obviously not been cleaned, and it was like smeared and then dried and then had darkened. Um, and there were like these remnants of of like things that were had been hand carved um, and old clothes that are just simply too big. Um, and so when he when he made his way there, he spent a long time uh, talking with Paul Barrow and trying to convince him to come out of the home, to leave, to to come with him and not be alone. And for and and for so long, Paul Barrow wouldn't even talk to him. Um, and but he just sat there with him. And eventually, he got the story that his parents at some point had been when he was a child had been killed. So he was he was like a child born in blood, and there were body parts. You know, scattered around this area. Um, someone had come in hey, and attacked Devin, his family. Devin. Yes. <clears throat> Light on the gore. Roger. <laughs> so there's those things laying around. And um, it traumatized him. I mean, being born in this this violence. Um, and, and now when he sees, not, not anyone else's, but his own, his own blood, that it causes him to, to faint. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And uh, very cool. Born in Blood is a fucking awesome sentence. 
in case you name my new metal my new metal album yeah <laughs> Boating blood cannot burn Boating blood my heart bleeds blood <laughs> I mean it's gonna be the name of one of his future oh, moves man. Once he gets over it, maybe. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. Does Bonnie Tyler have a song called Born and Blood? She does. It's, it's, a, it's a deep B cut. It's a, it's a deep, deep, it's a deep it's B cut. It's, cut. it's when she covered with a metal band. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look and see now what we got. Born and Blood! Um, yeah, so in, instead of you crashing on, on these people and uh, dying, uh, you land in Gustum's magic soup. And here's what I'll say. I will give you again a choice uh, as choices come, and I will proceed this choice to Devin since it's his flashback in turn. Devin, you can land in the bowl of soup and have no harm. It will end the bowl of soup's effect. You can land in the bowl of soup and have harm and get healed by said soup, but you're going to take significant harm. So, do you want to end Shane's spell or do you want to take damage? Well, because it seems like you're asking Devin in terms of play, then I get to make the choice and I will just take the harm so that the soup goes on. Is that what I'm hearing? Yep. 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 And the, and the soup will heal you because uh, it heals 2d6 every time it can, right? 2d6? Okay. Something like that. Something so it's not bad. bad but you're going to take Less some damage. Alright. Yeah, it's not too bad. You're going to take 22 bludgeoning damage. Could have been a lot worse. If you'd been raging, that would have been a lot less. It would have been a lot less. But you were asleep, Seas. So <laughs> but you, were you land You land in this uh, magic soup and <laughs> the soup goes everywhere. Ironically enough, healing some of the crew a little bit better. Um, a little bit more efficiently because uh, you can kind of coat them. Uh, and I will even say... Uh, Shane, you can go ahead and roll whatever the heal is to to do that. So go ahead. Uh, it's actually it's it's just one d six. There you go. Okay. Oh, I got one right here. Five. Five. You heal five, so you only take seventeen net. Okay, darling. What do you want to do? I have an idea because oh, I, I have it. this I have this little bracelet uh, that likes talking to me. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he has this thing called Harmony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I also have the spell Dissonant Whispers. Um, mm-hmm. And Dissonant Whispers usually only targets uh, one creature, but I'm trying to like get a whole bunch of creatures. Could I have like less damage to get a whole bunch of them? Or like changes the amplifier. So- Yes. So I, I, I like the idea of using Cassiel as an amplifier. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Dissonant Whispers is damage plus effect or just damage? Uh, Dissonant Whispers is like a wisdom save and you, you do a psychic damage. Yeah, but there's no like runaway effect oh. or stun. Uh, they do have to run away as far as they can. Yeah, they do run away. Yeah, so I will say you can use the amplifier to amplify your ability um, to hit, to potentially hit uh, all of the gargoyles, but you will sacrifice the fear mechanic. 
in order to do mm. that. It's that makes just sense. Damage. Mm-hmm. So okay. it'll just be flat damage. Um, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I think you absolutely can do that. Um, I I I will give you advantage for utilizing uh, your husband's NPC. <laughs> Can I use? It's 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 like your real life comes into D and D. You tell Jens what to do. It's why wonderful. I, why did I tell May to stand behind? Yeah, why did you make May stand behind? She rides up in the car with the sauce cannon. With sauce cannon, sugar and spice I, are in battle okay. armor. <laughs> oh yeah. And because it was a spell, I used mind. The roll I got yep. was a four, uh, so it's five total. Did you roll two d six. I rolled 2d6. The other one was a 1. You don't want that six, number. Six, six, six. <laughs> oh, man. Imagine that. Because I, I immediately... Like, everybody gets hit by it. Right? Everybody. Like, no oh, control. God. That would have been fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, that you're going to succeed with a cost. So, um, for the sake of uh, narrative combat, Abon, um, instead of you rolling damage, what I'd like you to do is roll a uh, percentage die. And the okay. higher you do, the more impactful um, your flat damage is going to be, because that that does matter to me to some degree. Um, I didn't tell you your impact either. No, you didn't. Uh, I apologize. It is medium impact because you are potentially hitting every single one of those. Um, mm-hmm. And and because when we're doing damage, I'd like you to at least have an additional roll for funsies percentage roll for me, please. Okay. Percentage roll, I got an 81. <laughs> Pretty good. All right. So you uh, you put um, uh, Dissonant Whispers is a mouth thing, so I imagine you use your voice. So you pull mm-hmm. up um, Cassiel, or Cassiel, yeah, Cassiel, right to your mouth, right? And you whisper all of your terrible things that you're whispering. And there is this like wave of amplification as as your voice carries and you watch as like the waves kind of bend around your allies um, and then you see these gargoyles get hit these gargoyle-esque creatures get hit the, the two that are fighting each other go down stop moving <laughs> the other four that are fighting um, the crew up top you see them kind of like stagger and then um, the crew is able to kill one of them while they're like heavily stunned mm. and the big guy because they take damage but in, in the effect that they're taking it it's they're kind of like staggered uh, and then the big guy he kind of uh, he doesn't like drop to his knees or anything like that but you can see that he gets like a defensive stance to withhold the the pain that he's under, um, so he's no longer like this aggressive big monster. Like uh, he is like pulling, shrinking up. He already had his wings shielding him. They're even closer now, like more armor esque than like this big circle shield. Um, so you've definitely put them on uh, the back burner there. Um, your cost there. Um, I think your cost is you you spent so much time and uh, effort focusing on that that your um, Aegisaur 
like disappears from the battlefield. You're not able to maintain that and cast this widespread and heavily effective uh, spell. Um, it, 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 that is the end of y'all's turn, and I can, I, it is only fair to say. I, I didn't get a turn that time. We started with the with the monster. My bust. Your turn, Gus. Uh, <laughs> what I would like to do. But before you do that, Gus, I I want to tell you. (laughs) Sorry, I had to do that. I want to tell you it can only be, it's only fair to you to say that you can see the tides of battle shifting in your favor. Go ahead, Gus. Uh, What I also see is the big mama alpha captain gargoyle (laughs) standing in front of me. (laughs) I see my unconscious fallen brother who just jumped off a building and whiffed behind me, <laughs> along with a bunch of, like, wounded, semi-defenseless folks. What I'm going to do is I'm going to grab the healing soup. I'm going to dunk it on my head, cover myself in it. I'm going to run at the Mama Captain Alpha. I'm going to dive into its mouth. Are you going to shapeshift to do that? I wasn't... In, I thought it would be big enough to eat me. No, no, no. So you are... You are, what, like six, seven foot? This yeah. thing's... Like, it, when it's standing on its feet, it's probably 11, 12 feet tall. So it's not giant, but it's it's muscle I, and impact. I was going to jump in and then shapeshift into a shunter. What I will do instead is I will shapeshift into mouse gustum i will take a i will i will put on my tiny mouse chef hat like a <laughs> with a grim look of determination in my eye i will jump into the soup do a quick backstroke making sure that i'm covered i will hop out i will charge at the beast and i will shout no more be as i jump into his mouth uh, when I reach his stomach, I would like to not wild shape anymore. <laughs> no, let's take the trip. Let's take the journey, Dwayne. Let's do it. Can you explain to me all the systems between the mouth and the stomach and what's happening at each stage along the way? And I think you should do um, rolls. I think you should have to do rolls now. He's now he's fighting against the body itself. This gargoyle Captain Mom's body. So. Uh, I will say that it's going to be high impact. I will tell you that the cost could be substantial. I, I was I would like to argue in this moment uh, for advantage. I did lubricate myself in soup uh, that, that the beast has already shown a hankering for. It should make me lube. go down nope. nice and smooth. Super lube, that was a you. part. That was an active part of 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 my move, uh, and I, and I, I will give up the healing soup to do that. This healing soup is ruined by by rat butt. So it doesn't heal him anymore. Is what he's saying. So it's actually advantage to him. Can't heal anybody. Can't heal anybody. Uh, any bone. Yeah, man, I'll give you advantage for that. Kill your healing soup, not heal you, and then jump in this guy's mouth. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, that is gonna be body. 
hundred percent. You don't say. You, you don't think that's a no. heart move? You don't think that's a heart? I I saw my brother. I saw the people. I took it upon my. I put on my solemn hat. And, and, then, and, then, and, and then out of heart, you went. Can, I'm gonna jump in his tummy. Can, and can I can I can I say for everybody that my that I have a two in each score. I have a two in every score. It yeah. literally impacts nothing at all. But so as the not, creator yeah. of this game, I think it is hard. See, but to me, it's body because you're trying to crawl to his fucking stomach but and you're jump the into his mouth. So it's body. Oh wait, you're both saying the same thing. I like it. Uh, yeah. cool. <laughs> trying so hard to make no difference. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is that is our chance. We're saying the you same put, thing. You can put that on my tombstone. <laughs> We're saying the same thing. Or trying so hard to make no difference. But I got a, a, big I got a six on a die. Dang. No, I, bro, I not even. It's more about the hilariousness of it. <laughs> so you you gustom power your way into this thing's monster mouth and i think uh i think you're running up and he he more is like you idiot and chomps and and gustum you have to crawl through its esophagus into its stomach and then through its stomach through its small intestines no 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 i just oh, no, no, i said once i get to, sorry i said once i get to stomach, stomach. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot. I forgot. I was trying. Not, I this was this is so Devin I don't do. I'm not going to encroach on Devin's territory. Yeah, yeah Devin, that's fine. It, Devin's lawyers medic, would light me correct the fuck me. up. It's just a, esophagus <laughs> into stomach, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was. I was like, well, let me show you how much I know about anatomy. I'm gonna send you to the butthole. Uh, straight <laughs> to no that, mouth. The once again, Devin's lawyers would crucify yep. me if I did any butthole related content. <laughs> that's true. Dewey Cheatham and Al is very specific about who can do butthole content. Um, yes, yeah, so you get into his stomach and you sh- wild shape out, uh, or you unwild shape out. And, uh, I, I listen, I have a respect for my co podcaster, so I'm not going to describe the scene, uh, other than use your imagination. Use a, a tiny noise mouse to in describe this thing's it. stomach. And a giant... I'm not going to. Uh, a giant panda bear is now standing here, and the gargoyle is not. And you can only imagine what that means for all these poor wounded people around. Um, and to some degree, Paul Byra. Uh, in addition to the big bad being no longer present, uh, this provides opportunity for the, the remaining crew above uh, to take... Uh, action and to finish off the remaining gargoyles, uh, there thereby ending our uh, our fight. Um, Gustum, you fucking stink. Sprout, Sprout, do the thing. What do you mean, do the thing? Who's it? I have. To, where are you? <laughs> She's gonna have to like climb the ship. Just, yeah, you gotta climb just Gus up there. standing with There's his arms ship. spread out, tiny mouse hat on his big panda head as he fucking waddles over <laughs> over to Darling Sprout. Dude, to be honest, <laughs> her athletics kind of is not yeah, the greatest in the world. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. 
Yeah, she'll, she'll, she'll come out and help, and it's like, uh, what happened to you? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what didn't happen. I didn't get nommed. Not today. That's well, kind of. Not today! <laughs> you, I think you got nommed a little. You just didn't happen to nom anybody. I'm a spicy... Oh, I'm going back for bits. I'm a spicy meatball! <laughs> Okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll she'll go in and press the digitatum clean and then look Thank at the goodness. fire and all the people and be like, we should probably get everyone off now. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, Avon. Because there are consequences to everyone's actions. And, and you guys did a wonderful job in narrative combat. You did. You focused on a threat and you took it out. At, at no point did anybody have any concern about the fire brewing. So as you're you're celebrating and, and talking, there is a large explosion as these engines finally, uh, everything that's left in them explode. And the, the part of that airship that was like slanted and up the back end, it kind of crumbles and it's now breaking into multiple pieces. Um, and from your vantage point, you watch as, uh, a handful of the crew just die from either the explosion or landing in onto broken uh, spears and stuff like that. That's true. If you would have went for the ship's butthole and and put out the fire, uh, you would um you would get to do that. Uh, but no, it's it's bad. Um, that that happens, and and there's a shock wave from the explosion. Especially you guys, you're so close to it. Uh, you actually have to like withhold your standing to well not you Paul Bear Paul Bear you're nighty night night but the other you go flopping standing. into the distance well I mean I, I think you just like get, you're kind physics. of pushed along you don't, I don't think you get pushed off the airship um, but there is screaming and the the remaining crew are trying to get off uh, Paul Barrow one of the wrestlers dies which one? The one you like the most out of those two? Cyclone? <laughs> no, not Cyclone. He stayed in the back. Yeah. Remember? Your next I called him favorite. Frank. Yeah, but it's, I said between the two. You get to make up which one died and which one lives. I didn't name them. They're <laughs> yours. <laughs> that weight is yours to carry, Devin. Yeah, you get, to, <laughs> you get to make somebody who lives and somebody who dies. And the person that lives... Doesn't have to be a bad person. You just don't like them as much. Maybe pinstripes lived. My, Freaking I, pinstripes lived. Oh no! <laughs> Who died then? Uh. <laughs> you you can think about it. Yeah. Uh, You're so yeah, quick until we get back to the and you had no backup. You had zero plan B. I got pinstripes. <laughs> All we yeah. know That's is that all he's still got alive, is and no one wanted it. Well, this again. Now that's your choice. You can say that everybody hated him, but for it doesn't have to be. Um, oh, Devin's looking at a can murder trying McGee to died. summon up words. Bomberry. Uh, <laughs> the berry. Crisher. The bomberry died. <laughs> the bomb- oh my god! <sighs> Why do I let you guys name things? <laughs> he's taking. He's in his notes. 
Uh, it is now. He's gonna, um, Bombberry's family's gonna find you, dude. We look. Uh, so yeah, that happens, and the rest of the crew is trying to scramble down away from the fire. Um, but again, the fire is is still present. Um, now there is no further threat of another explosion. You know that. Like whatever magic juice was left that was combustible, that was the that was the hit. Um, but you, there is still this fire that's going to have to be contended with. Or you could just let this forest and airship burn. Uh, your girl doesn't have magic to take care of a I wild d- forest fire. I, I need... <laughs> I can't make water, but I can control it. Gustum, I... Uh, not Gustum. Uh, Paul Bearer, I will say that you begin to regain consciousness. Because, like, it wasn't like you got knocked out. You, like, scared yourself for, out. For, like, a moment, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Enough. So yeah, you're you're coming to, and I think I think you are covered in blood, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So what it, what happens is when he wakes up, he kind of it doesn't happen again when he sees it. Right, this time it doesn't happen. What he but he's shaking. I think he's you're shaking. covered in a fresh layer of not your blood. <laughs> exactly. He, he he takes this thing from like a pouch on his hip, and it's like a totem that he puts on over his head. And he exhales and he stands up and he's like, "Is the victory ours today?" Yeah, but like casualties and stuff. Hey, you, uh, you grab anybody that can, anybody can move. Go with my brother, the big bear, Paul Barrow. You know him. <laughs> Go start digging trenches to contain the fire. We don't have water, so we're just gonna have to dig, and the fire can't spread because we'll dig around it, and then it'll hit the trench, and then it can't go any further. So you gotta start digging. Uh, Sprout, you're with me. Help me get. All the wounded. I'm going to triage him. Yeah, she's already working on it. She didn't even need to listen to you. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to help. As we run, the, like to dig a trench, I tell the guys, like, that's my brother. He's very smart, good leader. I just, Real I start a lot question. of fires. How are you guys getting people off the airship? I'm coming back up. If I have to, no, levels not three you, level. Not you, oh. the wounded. Oh. Yeah, give me a second. Um, you think about that. Um, he's Paul climbing Bell, inside of them, and then you're right. Sp- <laughs> and then you're, half his body's inside, inside of them, of them unlock and then shape, and so then move he, their meat suit around. <laughs> <laughs> then he climbs. Like, the front side gets bigger, but the small side still just grappled on their tongue. Let me hit him with. Um, I'm gonna go with conjure animals. Um, let me get, uh, let me get four beasts of challenge rating one half or lower, uh, ideally they can fly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so four creatures, half challenge rating below. So yeah, there so are these. Um, you summon, you summon these magical creatures because they are magic and it, they're just manifestations of the area around you. Um, these these fey like creatures appear, uh, and they are. Uh, <laughs> they look and sound like Toa. They're not Toa, but they're that type of bird. And so they're like squawking and almost like bitching in a language you don't necessarily understand as they're helping 
pull people down. Um, Darlin, you can use those birds or you can try and do something else to like however you want to get people off the ship. Maybe Darlin's just tossing them over. Like, fuck it. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> uh, the ones that are injured but like can kind of move on their own. So if I could just spend my three uses of bardic inspiration and just tap them all with like yeah. viney armor. <laughs> yeah. And just be like, all right, good no luck. Problem. I gotta get the more <laughs> durable I think ones. you burning your um, inspiration is, is uh, enough warranted to say that you put armor on them. And in this scenario, you're able to use that armor to act like a, a gurney, essentially. And you just put them up on the side and, and the vines kind of climb them down. I, you guys remember parts of the Caribbean where he had the big bone cage ball that he like rolled in like a hamster ball? I imagine that, but I like brambles and just pushing them. Uh, yeah. So you guys, that's how you hear um, you hear the this voice uh, shout and command the crew, um, the remaining crew that's still functional, and she says. Um, Work's not over, boys. We've got a fire to put out. Quick, below deck, grab what you can, and put out that fire. We have too many supplies here to let them fail here. And you see her barking orders and, and the crew that had just kind of crawled down um, off of the top now is like going into the broken pieces of the back end of the ship uh, looking for equipment. Um, and she turns to you guys and says, um, it's a good thing you got here when you did. Thank you. No worries. You, uh, you in charge? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes, I am. It's, uh, was not expecting this. Yeah, I know you got, like, supplies and stuff you got to get, and, like, you guys are working on that fire, but when you guys are done, if you could, like, help us with these trenches, because, uh, like, we, you're going to burn the whole fucking forest down. <laughs> oh, I agree. In fact, we're going to focus on the trees. The trenches is great for the ground, but the trees are on fire. That, that my boy, is going to spread. Well, that's what the trenches are for, because the, the, you, you, dig, you dig a trench so there's wood, and it spreads from tree to tree. And then if you dig a trench, it can't. It, it becomes a dividing point so that, that, that what's contained within the trench will burn up, but, but it can't spread out and it can cause harm. Sure, but trees can catch each other on fire. Like, above your trench, is what I'm saying. R right. So... So that's part of the trench is that like there will be trees along that straight line and those have to be like uprooted. All right. Well, team effort then. Yeah, yeah, it's going to we got to go. But if you get the fire, I don't know. Is there water? You guys have water? Uh well, water adjacent. Um they're going to go grab some of our uh, uh our Tortex gear that essentially is an ice, ice weapons. So, we're kind of oh. going to shoot ice weapons at the trees. And yeah, do that. And, uh, hey, uh, I'll cast Animal Messenger uh, and I'll grab a bird and be like, 
Yo, go tell May to get here quick. Load the sauce cannon up with our soupiest soups. <laughs> Away with you. Yeah, you do that. Uh, you, one of those, uh, you summon a, a, a Toa bird. And, and it well, no, animal off. messenger is you literally choose an animal in nature. Oh, what did you choose then? My, Just my a, apologies. Just any bird nearby. I don't care. Oh yeah, you you see a small bird uh, that's like booking it the other direction. Like it's like flying away. Like out away, and then you hear the uh, oh shit! I gotta go give a message. <laughs> go talk to my wife. <laughs> okay. I hope she's hot. Um, she is. Score. Uh, yeah. Hell so. Yeah. That happens. Oh, yeah, um, and so her it takes her crew a little bit of time, but they're able to find a couple of these um, essentially uh, ice rifles. or um, They're closer to cannons, um, but they're not not—they're not big. They're not like so unwieldy that, that one person can't carry them, but one person has to use two hands to carry it. Um, and so they begin to essentially cover the trees and, and the engine with ice as best as possible. Uh, the trees are taking a fucking beating, though, right? Yeah. Uh, from the fire and the ice. And the same can be said with the uh, airship. Uh, and it's not long before uh, the Panda Express and May with the soup cannon and another one of the wagons has uh, appeared because they weren't going to let her go alone. Yeah. Um, and so they're, she's Cyclone. now spraying... Cyclone. <laughs> yeah. Cyclone's in the wagon with her. He was driving. Uh, and then uh, he only felt good enough to come because another caravan, another wagon was behind him. Um, so, yeah, you're spraying soup. You're putting out the fire. And it is not long. It's still probably about an hour or two of work, honestly, just because the size of it. Uh, but you're able to put out the fires. Um the, the trenches are able to stop the spreading while they're using these ice cannons to eliminate the fire. Um, and it is a gruesome couple hours of work on the back of your your combat. Could I also do a few things to like yeah, just aid in that? Yes. Because I have speak with plants. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I can't tell trees to uproot themselves, but I can tell them to move their fucking branches. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think they I think they move their branches as much as they can towards the ice cannon, making it easier to get the fire out by a lot. Perfect. And I think That's there I is one small tree, maybe like a six foot tree, that hears you move branches, and he goes, ah! and, he's, and, <laughs> and makes the fire worse. And until he's put out, <laughs> young trees, man. You have to hear him scream the whole know. time because yeah. you got because you got yeah, to you hear up. him scream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> what else did you want to do? That that's it. I just wanted to talk to the plants to tell them to just move either into help or out yeah. of the way. <laughs> and that did help. Rolling pursuit, new band. Uh, uh, I'll I'll burn uh, whatever spell slots I need to uh, in order to sort out the wounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you're able to use your healing spells and burn through them to basically bring the crew that you had already pulled together to safety, essentially. Yeah. Um, so it's it, the crew is not without losses, sure. uh, but 
they are significantly better off um, with your help. Like, otherwise, they would have lost the majority of their crew. Because by the time everything was said and done, there's probably six or seven people that were moving around well from the crew. And you have about ten near you that you've saved. Hell yeah. Um, I guess with that done, they're working on the fires. Um, I have a thing that I want to do, but it's going to take, like, time time. So I want to wait till, like, we're, we're clear here. Okay. Um... Specifically, I, I want to cast. Um, there's you can you can cast plant growth as like an eight-hour ritual, and it makes mm-hmm. every plant within a mile radius like enriched and enriches the the earth and the land. So it'll, it should be able to help restore a lot of the damage Rebuild. from this fire. Yeah, I mean it's not going to obviously just make it oh. better instantly, but it's gonna it's gonna help. I... <laughs> I have a thing now. Let me just make a note. The land will remember this. No. I'm banking on the land saving me later. That's, that's, against the final boss fight, I'd be like, Aegis, I call upon you. Lend me (laughs) your strength for the spirit bomb. (laughs) I gave you you strength once. Now I need you to return the favor. Uh, So, you're not doing that ritual right now, right? Because you want to do that. I, I want to make sure that nobody else like needs anything from me. But like, if if I'm just in here with my thumb up my ass, like I'll get to work on that because it takes eight hours. You can't do that. That's my area. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. If oh. I'm just if I'm just sitting there twiddling Cease my and thumbs. Desist. If I'm sitting there twiddling <laughs> my thumbs. Stay with me. Yeah, I think once you stabilize them, you can start that. I. Yeah. Are you going to communicate that to May? So she. Yeah, I'm just going to let them know like. Well, actually, I want to do one other thing first, because uh, so I, there's there's spells that I didn't know about um, for druids that I, I just learned about from sources that I, we didn't have before. Uh, so like one of them is uh, it's like a, it's like a druid spell where you like have little spirits come out and they like set up camp for you. <laughs> what was okay. it called? I just learned about it today. Uh, Do you have it prepared? <laughs> it's a ritual spell. It's a ritual circle. Spell. Circle oh. of the hippie. It's something uh, like that. You're exactly right. Paul Barrow, is there anything you want to do while? Yeah, give me a second. I'm digging Shame. the best trenches you've ever seen. Just like well, right. You did that. Happy to do it. And the fire is oh, now? over. What are you doing after? Yeah. Is there anything you want to cover? We any ba- story? Yeah, element? I I want to cover up Bombberry. We gotta. I gotta bury him. Oh. You have to go look for Bombberry. I do. I'm digging through the last known portions of the ship. Yeah, and so as you do that, you find uh, Bombberry. And it wouldn't make sense to cover Bombberry the way you found him. Um, essentially, he was uh, impaled by a large piece of the broken ship. Um, so... What do you want to do? You can't really cover him up easily. You, uh, no one sees it, but they hear like a, a, a scream, like Rah! I'm, I'm gonna rage out and I'm tearing like the inside of this ship apart right now, just like, just out of anger. Um, yeah. And then, and then picking him up after I've been able to clear some debris out, you know, whatever's yeah, away so you that's pulled impaled him off him. of this. Yeah. Yep. 
I think and I think then, you're because you're so enraged. Because I imagine this is a bigger piece. Like he's got a pretty big sized hole in, in in his body. But I imagine you just break off the tip, so you don't have to pull the body all the way up off the. Mm-hmm. And then you pull him off a much shorter yep. distance. And, uh, and then I, I realize like his his mask has fallen to the ground. Uh, and yeah. I make sure to like stop, pick that up, and uh, then carry him out. And then the rest of the the rest of the wrestlers, uh, we get together and have like a little like basically burial for him somewhere kind of out of the way. Uh, right now, or back when you're with the caravan with the rest of the wrestlers. No, right now. <gasps> We're doing it right now. Okay, so just it's you and Pinstripes burying bomb ch- bomb burying and Cyclone. I don't have Cyclone would be there. Oh yeah, Cyclone, Cyclone showed up. That's right. Yeah, just he's a beefy boy. Clear. I need him. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys do that. Shane, did you figure out what you? Yeah, need to say? the name of the spell is called Wild Cunning. Um, there's there's a there's a different, a few different things that it does. Like you can uh, find tracks and you could or you, you can find edible forage clean drinking water suitable shelter what i'm going to do is uh send spirits to bring back wood for a fire set up a campsite in the area using your supplies the spirits build the fire in a circle of stones put up temps, tents unroll bedrolls and put out any food and drink for consumption yeah okay you do that and then you begin your eight hour and then, then once <laughs> once i got I let everybody know like hey i'm gonna we're gonna need this camp here tonight I'm going to go ahead and uh, they're, they're basically little potatoes. Little potatoes grow arms and legs uh, and they hop out of a sack and they go around. They're like <laughs> dragging logs. Oh, I think. And then you they date You know how spuds from potatoes kind of go a little sideways? They get those weird little things. They get the like, eyes. Bro, yeah. I think that could be wings for them if they need to like sure, yeah. flutter up and weird ass. They're potato sprites. They're potato, they potato spirits. Yeah. Potato pixies. Yep. Uh, Amazing. So yeah, they, they go about the business of getting camp set up. Um, and then I go about the business of starting my ritual. Um, which I think for for just for, for narrative sake, it's going to involve like Gus going to like the different parts of the surrounding area within within the, the the spells radius like going to like a little brook to get like some water and like maybe a fish and like he starts making a meal basically out of all the you know foresting mush uh harvesting mushrooms um and basically whatever's available within the spells area to start bringing together all the elements together in, in a meal uh and that's kind of the the basis of of uh, of the spell okay so shane uh who I like that. We'll cover that in a minute. Um, darling, where would you say that you kind of ended up? Are you still like on the ship trying to help like people? I mean, I guess the, once all the people I'm, are down, what are you doing? After like Gus took care of all the people, all the healing, we got them all off. She went probably and helped with some of the fire bits as much as she could. Uh, but after it's kind of all settled, um, she would probably just tell uh, May and Paul that uh, she's going to go get the other group so that they're not sitting there just wondering what's happening. Um, maybe look so at the lady in charge and be like, we have a caravan that can come protect the rest of us. There's more. Uh, so I'm going to go get them. So I, I, I want to pause you there on that conversation. So you talk to the captain or the lady in charge, um, and it, it should be noted that um, her hair is, like, uh, shaved on the sides, and she's got, like, a medium-length 
uh, mohawk on the top of her mm-hmm. head, and she's pretty built. Um, as far as Large like women. Uh, no, I mean, come on, it's it's not uh, excessive, but like most women have like a a, a a frame that is not like warrior-esque, right? Well, sh- you could tell she is a combatant, is what I mean by that. There's plenty of muscle there. She's wearing heavy armor, um, and so uh, she's about five ten, six feet, given whatever, um, and. Uh, who just mentioned being in Yuri Paul Barrow? Yeah. Yep. So you would know that uh, she is wearing Yuri colors and the Yuri garb, Paul Barrow. Uh, and and uh, darling, you've been to Yuri clearly on on your travels as a traveling person. I'm sure, right? I learned yeah. how to make pudding in Yuri. Yeah. So all of you would recognize these colors then. Um, and especially Gus, you live not far from it. Yeah. Um, and so you you all recognize the color of uh, the colors of Yuri, right? Um, and I would say, who who thinks they're the most recent visitor to uh, Yuri? I, I probably would have been within a year of. Yeah, you're probably the most recent the, of our departure. But if I don't know, I don't know if darling, if you frequent Yuri more often than that. Uh, I know they travel around everywhere. I just don't know where that she left from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I imagine Gus would probably have hit it, especially if you live closer. Oh, I hit right. It. Um, so uh, May you know right the there. the garb and stuff like that that she's wearing is she's one of Yuri's shields, which is like oh. an advanced guard. Um, it's uh, like an elite unit that they uh, have. Um, and she she approaches you, darling, as you kind of like wave her down, and and she says, "Well, you must be in charge." <laughs> uh, well, I can be in charge right now. Uh, but and yeah, she reaches out have... a hand to shake, like a warrior's handshake, where it's like on your wrist. Uh, and she says, "Well, thank you so much for the help. We would have been goners without you." Uh, yeah, no problem. She'll reach, and I think Darling has dealt with enough customers to know this handshake, but she cannot at all return, like, the <laughs> warrior's handshake vibe. Yeah. She's more so, of a dainty dancer. <laughs> she grabs, this, she grabs uh, her forearm with two fingers. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, this, this captain, uh looks at you with like determination when when she's uh going to shake your hand and then when that happens it's like a softer look comes across her green eyes um and she smiles and says really thank you uh our losses I would have lost even more of of my crew Uh, yeah it's it's no problem uh brothers and I like helping people it's it's fine um but we were traveling with a caravan and they're a little bit up the ways we didn't want to all bring up here because we didn't know if this was a monster or not so it was a few of those this is his own type yeah. of monster <clears throat> yeah um I'm curious about all what happened to cause that uh, I mean you're I feel like you would want to stay here with your folk while I go get the others, but 
Um, of course, yeah. I'm, I'm not leaving my crew in the wilds. Um, yeah, it's pretty dangerous. Uh, I guess do what you need to do. Set up a little yeah. patrol because they're real bad out here if you haven't already done it. <laughs> sure. Um, well, thank you for the advice. I, I didn't catch your name. Um, Darling, uh, Darling Derringer. You want me, your name is Darling or you want me to call you Darling? Dear. My name is Darling. Oh, uh, I that, uh, My father's choice, but I like it well enough. Hmm. Excellent. Well, it is a pleasure, Darling. My name is Captain Svon. Uh, pleasure to meet you. And that's where we're going to end the episode. Exciting. Mm. Mm. Maybe I'll go for a big buff girlfriend this time <laughs> instead of my husband's character. <laughs> Takes uh, off the bracelet. It throws it in his Goodbye. Head. I don't need this no more. Or it's, or, or it's, I'm just going to put you in this box for now, Cassia. Forever. It turns him upside ever. down. So we can't see. Yeah. Cover it with like a little fancy uh, handkerchief. <laughs> so, yeah. A handkerchief. <laughs> So, uh, Shane, it is your privilege, it is your honor, it is your birthright to roll for humanity. So please and thank you once more into the breach. Yeah, I don't know exactly what a date is or like a day of the week or a month or anything like that. So is is this, this would be our fourth roll. Is this our final roll? This will be our fourth roll. So this is the last time. Okay. So this is our last roll for it gets better. And oh, we're actually, hoping- I lied. Because think about March has five weeks. Okay. Okay. So cool. So if, so, I, if so, my dates are, we got we got two more rolls either, coming. Maybe. I, I okay. don't know. I'm looking. It only at has four now. Mondays. Well, let's hope for a good one because we've had a string of stinkers. Yep. So let's yes. go. But you guys, you guys have my back, so I'm sure it worked out fine. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's a well, natural twenty. I'm about to say we had a lot of nat sixes. We should we should be good. That's so nat cool. I've, I've never rolled this digital die before. It's like a little metal one, and it like rolls and it opens up and it's full of treasure. That's very cool. Dude, that's yeah. cool. Ooh. I got one, but when it rolled a one, it turned into it a, a mimic. M- Remember, I, I was telling you guys oh, that. It's it so should, cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, neat. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, roll again. <laughs> yeah, so they get an extra roll. Uh, that's a, nat 20, a natural do? twenty. No. Again? It again. is. Do we just it. roll again? Yeah, we're gonna roll again. <laughs> That, and it's such Whoa. a cool animation. If it's, an, it's a natural one, is it take it away? What it's a 17, here? baby. Dang, dude. 20, 20, 17. So that... I call that the big rolls, boy. All right. 57. Is that $57? $57. That, yeah. that takes a lot of sting out of these, these last couple of rolls, I'll tell you that. That might be the highest we've ever... So that, yeah, that, that is... Uh, uh, yeah, it is the highest we've rolled um, in a single roll. So that 20, 20, uh, brings us... Let's go. To a total of seventy dollars for it's it gets better. <laughs> I did look at the calendar. That was our last roll for them. Um, what I mean, a way to end it out. Th- think what? about it like this: first few weeks were what three, six, it was three, three, seven, three, and literally it got better. You just it gotta, got just better. Gotta, you it just got gotta better. hang in there. It literally got, got better. better. Uh, so yeah. we did. Uh, 202017. I just want to 
for the sake of knowing. Uh, that's 3d20. If I roll one more and I get a 12, it will be 69. I do just want to see if I can get 4d20 to be 69. I never rolled that before in the Discord. It's a 13! Mm -hmm. 70. <laughs> Close. Not today, Satan. Yeah, so, so, so yeah, join our Discord. You can you can roll 4d20 every day to try to roll the magical number 69. Maybe one day you'll get it. Bro, that was so close. Look at the disappointment. On. <laughs> I've never okay, gotten bud. it before. I don't do it's it right, too bud. often, but... Uh, so yeah, let's do uh, dumb dad jokes or, or stupid well, jokes. Well, just dad jokes. Doing. Just call them just yeah, dad well, jokes. Well, it's, it's not... I don't think all dad jokes, anyways, or bad puns, or, or like the uh, jokes, the groans. So uh, here is mine. Um, I went to the doctor, and he told me I had to stop masturbating. And I said, doctor, why? <laughs> is, that, is that the setup? Yeah, that's the setup. Okay. Um, be, uh, I think I've heard this is why I, I, I won't. Because you're it. being too hard on yourself. I don't. No, it's it's it's. He says because I'm trying to examine you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> why? Yeah. I, I was I thought I was I was waiting for like a second sentence there. I don't, that threw me off. Good job, uh, Shane. Uh, what's the best part about communist jokes? Everybody gets one. Everybody gets it. You get to tell <laughs> yeah. me off, Dwayne. Tell him off. Tell him off. Tell uh, him yeah, off. SMID. No, no, nerd. You slam dunk, you dude. You got to slam dunk. Avon. Uh, why shouldn't you trust trees? Oh, because they're full of treason. That's pretty good. I don't think that's it. That's pretty um, good. Because uh, they're, they're always come on leaping. them. They're always changing their colors. Oh, that's nah, good. they're there's they seem a little shady. Oh, oh. <laughs> we're right there. The whole we rewrote, that, we rewrote that joke a couple times they're just now. We yeah. found, we found a, couple, a couple winners. Yeah, uh, Devin. Uh, there was a terrible storm last night. I lost 25% of my roof last night. Oof. <laughs> That's good, man. I like you. I like that one a whole lot. I'm going to use that one. I'm going to change 25% to a fourth because I think it'll flow better uh, verbally. But I like, I like Damn, a quarter. A quarter? Lost a quarter Oof. of my roof. Yeah, Oof. that sounds good too. I, whenever you say percentages, it just it's rough. You on know the, what? Let's on really get into the workshop on this, boys. <laughs> let's <laughs> yeah. let's yeah. take every word apart until we have the perfect joke. <laughs> the perfect yeah, joke. I appreciate it. Well, that's what New we've podcast. been doing here. Uh, really, we're just building up a stand-up uh, set for someone to go really? in for sixty what? minutes tell dad jokes. We go through the, the smart, the literal four hundred hours of lawful stupid content, and if we are lucky, we can get a type five out of it. You can edit that in like five very funny minutes. Oh, yeah, we could. 100% we could. Uh, so, Devin, as we always say, why does it look like a Japanese flag? 
We love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Uh, now that I know the the secret behind them, <laughs> they're very funny. <laughs> <laughs>